Welcome to Why Won't You Love Yourself, a podcast where we need no. In- what the fuck did you write? <laughs> we need no introduction. I did. You wrote that. I actually you copied it. I copied and pasted. From I, did pre- not, I did not. You write. wrote this. You no, wrote that. <laughs> no, yes, you did. I had the full intro copied and pasted from a different episode, and you put this in. I did. Yes. Oh, okay. My bad. Well, anyways, <laughs> right now, <laughs> I'm Lee. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a newborn Trisha Paytas stan. Oh, you and Trisha Paytas. I've gone down a wormhole and I think I officially love her. She's, she's, she's very entertaining. She's entertaining for a variety of reasons that I think we're going to touch on later. Oh, you think so? Oh, oh, hundo P. Okay, well, I will just say that I feel, I think, and you and I disagree on this, but I think she's a gaslighter. She's no, so she does not gaslight people. She is a gaslighter. Okay, but I haven't watched the episode that you watched yet, so I don't know. But so far from what I've seen, and I'm uh, 10 episodes in to her podcast, she's the one being gaslit. Mm. She's more self-aware than you give her credit for. I like, I, you know what? I spiritually... I think really one, of the, sure one of the reasons is. people really You're like You're the one her. gaslighting me. I didn't, what, what, I didn't say... What, what did I say? Okay, continue. Well, one of the reasons why people really like her said one of the reasons that people really like her over the years is that no one can figure out figure out if she's for real or not no but if you watch the progression of the episodes of the podcast that she's on right now you see her acknowledging how self-aware she is and how much therapy she goes to like it's (laughs) astonishing she acknowledges that she's a fucked up person does not mean she's self-aware no 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 you have it you can't say that unless you've watched all of them Okay, so you're coming from the group of you know what? I'm not gonna unleash on you. I stand Trisha Paytas. Yeah. He's <laughs> acknowledged there, all the problematic there. things that she's done in the episode with Dr. Drew. Um. Okay. Oh. <laughs> what are we? Oh, what are we? What are we? What are we? What are we saying? Oh yeah. Thank you. We want to say thank you guys for acknowledging us on your Spotify end of the year playlists. I will say that <laughs> we were acknowledged for one day, and then <laughs> no one else cared. Well. I, that's because it was a fad. Like everyone did it on that day. I guess. It's not yeah. like people are continuously, do- you know, that was just like well, one. People should, because I like the promo. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just, let's, let's just get into it. We have a jam-packed episode for you guys today. I want to begin this episode with the, the last episode was, it, it ended a little abruptly. I heard some feedback because um, we, the last thing we talked about was my little confrontation with what's his face at that at that Halloween thing, and we I just cut it off because you were I so was, upset with me. I wouldn't say so upset, but I was pretty frustrated, and I just felt like I didn't have your support throughout the entire process from when I first told told you about it in March to when I quote unquote confronted him. Okay, wait, I don't know why the quote unquote <laughs> I did confront him. <laughs> We had a conversation about this and like my philosophy in life is just a very non-confrontational way of living. So like I fundamentally do not like the act of confrontation. I get that. But there was also a rationale behind what I did. You know, I, I found out about this, what, back in March towards the beginning of me and bleep, bleep, bleep. You know, I had this whole time to really think about what happened and really get over my anger. So I like I I really I had it planned out of what I wanted to do. I, like I knew that I was gonna pull him into a room or pull him aside. Like that's why I didn't bother taking my phone with me into the room because I was so sure 
that he was just gonna just gonna cop up to it and apologize and that was gonna be the end of that. But he didn't. And you know, I, I resent the fact that you made it seem like I did it in front of everyone when <laughs> when I actually There were literally four or five people standing at the door and you took him aside into There was <laughs> I did not take him anywhere. I went into the little room by myself. I put on my phone. He was right next to the little room. It was like the shoe closet. And I said, hey, come here. And he came in. It was not in front of everyone. If he had just admitted to it and said sorry when I first gave him a chance, like no one else would have had to know. Like we would have settled it right there in that, in that room. This is, this is that Tyra Banks moment, right? Like, I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How dare you? Why are we rehashing this right now? We've already talked about it last episode. I wanted to have a deeper discussion on confrontation. Okay. Because I feel like a lot of the stuff that happens in, in the Gaijin community, or at least in my experience, is that it happens behind people's backs. Like talking behind their back, not letting them know to their face that they fucked up. You know what I mean? And so yeah. like, I'll tell the story of, 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 of my friend. Um, okay, we're not going to beep because that were too many beeps in that last episode. But I had a really good friend. You know, we were so close to the point that Anyway, we're really close. Like you, like one of those people that you don't meet many in your adulthood, right? Uh-huh. So this was in my early days in LA, and we had a little Asian Asian group, and then we introduced more people into the group, and then he started doing things that were kind of shady towards one of the other people in the group. Like for instance, hanging out solo and talking to someone who our other friend was really interested in, even though this good friend at the time was in a long distance relationship. And so, I mean, there are a lot of other things that happened too, but, you know, instead of going to him directly with these issues, we all sort of just complain about him behind his back. And it wasn't until much, much later that I brought these things to his attention. And I have a very distinct memory of us going to lunch together and, and like me outlining every single thing that he was doing wrong. It was kind of like a scene out of Housewives. <laughs> but like, it should have never even got to that point because by then it was already too late. All of us in the group were harboring really a lot of ill ill feelings towards him, some more than others. I'm speechless because like this is just I fun I, I yeah. I mean, it was not my brightest moment, but in my mind, I was sticking up for my friend who, like a week or two ago, was crying his eyes out of my place because he was hurt so badly by this other really good friend. But I've learned from that situation, and now you know if I see something shady, I will call it out and I'll deal with it right away. Because I want to nip it in the butt. The community is. You just unlocked like a, like a um, what you call it, like a repressed memory of mine about confrontation, which I think explains why I'm so adverse towards confrontation. Yeah, like in high school, there was a girl who um, passed away, oh. and I'm not relatively close to her, but she was. I was one of the first people to find out somehow. Okay. Before all of her best friends, and then eventually, like the news spread, and more and more people found out. And for some reason, people pinned the blame on me of being the one who spread the news of her passing away. What? Yeah. So even though I had nothing to do with the situation, I just found out early and I don't, I truly do not know why, but they pinned the blame on me and they confronted me at school uh-huh. saying that I was the one spreading rumors and talking about this girl who passed away and I was being disrespectful and one of them threatened to kill me. And Whoa. this was in high school. Yeah. And like, I know I didn't do anything wrong because I wasn't the one who spread anything about it, right? But that triggered me so much to the point where I'm like, you're confronting me about something that I never did or like to my best knowledge right now, 
I never consciously did it or I was never aware of the fact I was doing it. I, it just happened that they knew me and knew that I was one of the first people to find out. So like, they wrongly pinned pin something on you that you didn't do. Yeah. They wrongly confronted me or accused me of something. Okay. So like, maybe this is why I'm like, just so adverse to confrontation. Cause like, I always like to give the other bet party a benefit of a doubt because I'm like, you, I don't know their side of the story. Not that I think you're wrong <laughs> what you're doing. See, this is my problem with this. You still think he was, he didn't make it up. No, or like, you I, just, I just hate that confrontation. I literally, that was the very first time I had a breakdown in high school. Okay. Like to the point where I had to I'm go sorry. to a counselor and like tell them that like I was suicidal because of all these accusations coming towards me. I'm sorry that you had that experience. Yeah. Maybe that's why I'm so triggered by confrontation. Maybe that's why I'm always like, oh, maybe they're... Because like, have you ever been confronted about something really big? Yeah, of course. But how, did, how was your reaction? Like, did you do it or did you not do it? I Were they ever false accusations? Specific, I can't think of a specific scenario yeah. off the top of my head. But I think it depends on how old you are and how capable you are of handling those specific situations. Like in this case, he's yeah. not in high school. He's 25. Yeah. He knows better than to make shit up. I have yeah. plenty of evidence. And I did it in private, not in front of everyone, okay? No, but have you ever been falsely confronted or falsely accused of something? Yes. Uh-huh. I just, I don't know. I keep, go, go back to your thing. You just, I mean, all I wanted to, Yeah. I just wanted to say that I wanted to, like the reason I wanted to do it is because I want to nip it in the butt. Because the community is so small, like you and I, we both hear a lot of sketchy stories about other people all the time, other Gaijins. And like, I don't want him to be spreading things about me that are untrue, especially because we have so many mutuals. Yeah. Thank you for small. So it had to be done. Yeah. Yeah. And yet you still agree to disagree, which you know what? Okay. We're not going to get anywhere, but I, I at least wanted to have a conversation about conflict. You're, you're, like, you're triggering me right now. You're triggering me. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm like, in general, I'm a very non-confrontational person. Like, if you wrong me, you're aware that you wronged me. If I never talk to you again, be it. So you that's the way just, I... If someone... Okay, say someone made up a rumor about you and yeah. told people you just leave it. You'd leave it alone, yeah. let it spread? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, also, to, to be really fair, like, like... I'm surprised. Even if I confront them, I'm not going to be able to stop what other people say about Well, you can, you can stop them True, from right? doing that again in the future. And you can stop them from doing that again about other people. But then there's always going to be people like you who are, who are going to confront other people about what they do. Oh, so I'm doing your dirty work. Is that what you're saying? No, but like, <laughs> I just literally what I've said. been so adverse to it that like, if, if I find out that someone's doing something or if someone's wronging me, uh-huh. like I'm so non-confrontational to, the, confrontational to the point where like, it's happened two times now where I've had a roommate move out on me really last minute. And it definitely broke my heart because like, these were people I was close to. And these are people I cared about and they just left like that. And yeah. instead of confronting them about it, I just, I mean, I'm not saying that the, my way you is the right complain way. complain to right? me about it and I have to deal with you. I only complain to you because you pushed it out of me. I would have been happy just leaving it. I, I don't like that. I would have ha- been happy never acknowledging it again. <sighs> okay. Well, glad we got far on that one. Yeah, we've, gotten, we've made so much progress. Yeah, so much stride. Um, the other thing I wanted to say too was that bleep 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 segment. We had a lot of feedback on that one. I thought it was hilarious. I truly. 
So like when, when we recorded that episode, I remember one point saying, should we use different bleeps so it's a little bit more clear on who we're bleeping and who we're referring to? And Lee's like, no, we're going to leave it a mystery. And then when Lee sent me the final cut of all the bleeps, <laughs> I thought it was so funny. It wasn't meant to be, like people kept saying that it, they couldn't follow it, but it wasn't meant to be That's followable. That's the point. It was the point is that the community is so small. There's so many people and, you know, it was meant to be disorienting and, um, it also got me in trouble because one of the bleeps figured out who it was. What? And, yeah. I, he, I didn't even know he listened. Anyway, I who? bleep, bleep, bleep. Oh yeah. But that, okay. Yeah. So I just want to say when I tell stories, I do make sure that like I'm being sensitive, right? If they're really bad, I'll usually obscure the fact I'll obscure their name. I'll change their gender. I'll change the time. And then I've, I've given don't them change head- their gender. Oh, I, I've changed their gender. And like, I'll, I'll give them a heads up. Like even that jerk off story from two episodes ago, I gave, I gave both of those people a heads up. They knew it was coming. I think he was just really pissed because he didn't realize the extent of my remnant anger. Uh, but I digress. <laughs> but, yeah, it's a very Scorpio thing. I understand. I, I don't know. It's, but okay, that, that beep bleep segment also made it sound like I got around, which is so far from the truth and very irresponsible during COVID. So I just want to say it was only one of them that I went on a date with. Not a date. I mean, one of them I was dating-ish. Anyway, seeing. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, I've always been like a one person at a time kind of, kind of guy. Like, wouldn't you kind of agree? Yeah. With the exception of like beginning of this year, I went a little wild for my standards anyway. But since March, it's just been one guy at a time. What's not that there's any COVID since March. Also COVID, but not that there's anything wrong with getting around. Is we encourage fun as long as it's safe, and we joke about group sex all the time anyway. Who's joking? Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> God, can this thing end? Is that the first thing you're gonna do? Is just group sex when this no. is all over? No. You what think is... I'm gonna? Well, you did say you want to get. Spit roasted. Spit roasted. But spit I mean, roasted. like, a spit roast is still three people. I'm not going to be, like, double fisted. And someone can clap inside? <laughs> <laughs> we didn't see that. We clapped at the exact same time. Oh, we can play rock, paper, scissors with their fists inside of me. Oh, my God. Make my wish come true. I'm just going to keep on waiting. Woo, 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 woo. You, 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 you. Hate Christmas. <laughs> you hate Christmas? I hate pretty much m- most things about Christmas. Why? What do you mean, why? It's the most wonderful time of the year. That's precisely why I hate Christmas. Because people <laughs> put on this idea that Christmas is a time when you're obligated to be cheerful and happy and excited and like be filled with warmth and love and all that shit. I hate that. Because, like, maybe it stems from the fact that, like, I didn't really celebrate Christmas. And, like, after I went, when I was, like, 15 or 16, like, I stopped having people to be around during Christmas. True or false? Probably true. Like, it's just, I don't like the idea of being forced to be happy. Who's forcing you to be happy? Society! <laughs> yeah, like, you play by society rules. It's just, I hate the fact that people really push this idea that, like, Christmas is about family. Christmas is about friends. Christmas is about all this cheer. Uh, like, just let people be miserable during Christmas. Like, it feels like there's so much <laughs> there's so much societal pressure to be like uplifted during Christmas time. Yeah, because wow, people want to be happy. Fuck happiness. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's just from the way that like I grew up and like 
Also, like, I don't think Chinese people really celebrate Christmas, right? I mean, I didn't, grow, I didn't grow up with Christmas. You didn't celebrate Christmas in Wuhan? No, we didn't celebrate Christmas in Wuhan. <laughs> oh. Were you um, guys, like, instead of having a turkey, you have, like, a bat? Okay, okay. Calm down. Calm down, okay? <laughs> Do you ever resent the fact that you didn't have, like, a normal or happy childhood? No, because I think it's made me who I am. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes and no. Sometimes I wish I was a little bit more of a functional, normal human being if I had like a more normal childhood. Yeah. Right? I think like you, I also blame the fact that, you know, I have trouble forming meaningful relationships with the fact that I didn't grow up with a normal family after the age of like eight. That's when my mom first left me and like moved to Minnesota to study. And we both have like minor abandonment issues. Is yours minor? No, <laughs> mine's not minor. That yours, yours might be minor. <laughs> oh no, mine is not minor. Fuck, it's something that I've observed over the years in all the ga- in a lot of gaysians I've met. Those who have had trouble dating or sustaining relationships or even friendships, they have, like me, really complicated relationships with their parents, and you know, it's something that I think we need to pay more attention to. And and for me, because I've become I. I I became aware of this in my early 20s or mid 20s. So like one of the ways that I've tried to undo these scars, <laughs> whatever, is that I've actively tried to take steps to like maintain friendships and relationships. And that's why sometimes I'm a little extra and I go overboard. Uh, but and you're an anomaly. I'm completely opposite. Well, you've been in a relationship now for like seven years now. That's even crazy for gay Okay, but also to be fair, like there was been there's been moments where like there's been a few like breakups within the seven years. Like I, I count it as a seven year overarch, but like yeah. Outside of you, I don't think I've formed any truly new friends for a while. And then outside of you as well, I don't think there's anyone that I maintain regular social contact with if I wasn't in the same room as them. Yeah. Maybe you need to start confronting people more. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. That's going to build my friendships up. Well, if you get issues out of the way and you talk through them, I I've got, we've gotten really close and I've seen the way you deal with some of your friendships. And I don't want to sound really obnoxious on this podcast because I already think I sound obnoxious all the time, but it's, (laughs) <laughs> you can you can use a little bit more confrontation in your life <laughs> like telling yeah, people how you feel and figuring out ways to resolve an issue becomes it becomes before it becomes too big that you can't do anything about it i'm gonna use, use an example okay i've had roommates leave me before i've had a really good friend leave me as a roommate right so what would i accomplish through confronting them about the fact that they left me so abruptly like why did you leave me it wasn't the fact that she left you. It was the fact that she gave you no notice at all. She gave me some notice, but like no, it was realistic. Cool. Like it came out of left field. It wasn't cool of her to do that. You never got an apology. Well, she did reach out a few times, but you just ignored her. Okay. You but just, I mean, like, do I need an apology? Tried... I don't feel like I need an apology. She's what? perfectly free to pursue whatever she wants to do in her life. Like, I understand that she most likely moved out because she prioritized her relationship over other things yeah how can you be friends since high school Uh uh-huh and let something that 
so uh, her moving out okay how how do i say this like she didn't move out because of you yeah her moving out wasn't reflective of me so it was not reflective of you at all her moving out was because she thought she was doing the best for herself and her partner yeah so why do i hold her to blame for that so then you tell me why you guys don't talk anymore at the end of the day, me with my abandonment issues, if you leave, you leave. You make that decision to go. She left I'm not going to go chasing. She left Sorry? as a roommate. She didn't leave as, a, as your best friend since high school. It was my best friend since high school. Really good friends. But, like, people grow and they change. Like, I don't expect anyone to, like, maybe I come from also the idea of, like, people don't owe anything to me and I don't necessarily owe anything to other people. Yeah, and that's bullshit because friends definitely are there to support each other and not do this kind of shit to each other. As a supportive friend, I should be supporting her endeavor and moving out to support her partner? Yeah. Why do you have to make such a big deal out of it to her? I feel like you're making a bigger deal out of it by not talking to her. When she reached out, after she moved out, she reached out, what, three, four times? But you were so angry, you never even, you never replied to her text. Why not? I give her, okay, fair. Because I wasn't ready to talk to her yet. I was hurt because people leave. Yeah. But then also I've like grown to a step that people leave. So I got over it. It's not normal to have a friend move out and then not talk to them anymore. Well, I don't necessarily fully disagree with you. <laughs> I can rationalize the way I do things. Okay. Let me live. Do not. Anyways. Um, anyways. It's like when you try to rationalize that person's lie. <laughs> anyways, what do you want from Christmas? Oh, I don't, I don't know. I don't want anything. What do you want? I think you can take, take two guesses into what I want. Um, you want people's nudes. Okay, that's one, which is also correct. Um, a Lady Gaga concert? No. I want me and you to go to Hawaii so we can walk barefoot in the sands. You know, this is an audio podcast. I don't think he listens to, um, our, I don't think he listens. There's no video here. Frankie, are you listening? Frankie, if you're listening, send us a hi. Link twice if you're listening. (laughs) Um, I will mention that I've been Twitch streaming a little bit now, and every time I go on Twitch, without fail, he'll be there to ask me to put my feet on the table. And you do it. I didn't do it. You I don't did, think it was you did it. He, so he wasn't there did. that time when I did that. But also, I'm like, does he expect me to like whip my foot out on the table like he would a dick? I see those messages. He definitely... Okay, um, I have a genuine question. Yeah, what's up? Do you think if there was someone with their feet out and their dick out, what do you think he'd be more attracted to? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I think feet. Really? Anyway, let's. We're we're okay. Let's not talk about him. We're up. We're here to uplift the community. I'd like to. I like you to uplift your feet into the camera for me. (laughs) That was good. That was pretty good. It was okay. (laughs) You know, to wrap up this Christmas segment, even though Nuri is very against this idea of Christmas being a time for family and friends. For those who, who don't hate Christmas, but are finding themselves alone this year, you know, Nuri and I were thinking that, you know, and if they don't have any family or friends, if you are, if you want, hit us up and we'll Zoom with you for, for a bit, you know, because you, Nuri, you and I are spending Christmas together. And Christmas Eve together. Christmas Eve, yes. No, I'm going to see for Christmas too. But like, you know, if, if people are feeling lonely, because this is a crazy ass year, um, yeah, do you think up. that'd be fun if we had like a "Why won't you love yourself" Zoom chat with a bunch of people who like had nothing to do? I mean, we can. I think it would be a little. <laughs> I just remember remembering the the, the the Zoom parties and over the summer in June with all the all the EDM stuff. Oh. It was always really insane. 
but we can try. You know, maybe we could use this as an opportunity to plug my Twitch. We can do a Twitch stream on Christmas Eve. Oh, you have a Twitch? Oh yeah. Tell us about it. This is an ad break. <laughs> <laughs> Helix mattress. No, I'm kidding. Um, Better. Yeah, Nuri, go. This, the floor is yours. Well, I mean, no, it's fine. I mean, like, if you're interested in the idea of like maybe having a, we could, we could do a Twitch Q and A. On Christmas Eve. Nobody, no. Why are we doing a Q and A? I don't want. I who cares no, about but we us? Can talk, we can talk to people. On it. I don't. So yeah, if you're feeling lonely, if you're by yourself, or even if you're not by yourself and you just want to hit us up on Christmas, let us know. Uh, we'll make something happen. Maybe it'll be a Twitch stream or what, whatever. Uh, oh yeah, follow Nuri on Twitch. He is at Twitch.com/slash/DurianSeeds. Or is it no, seed or seeds? You're hundred percent wrong. Twitch.tv/slash/DurianSeed. There you go. Someone called durian seeds. Oh. I, I'm shook by the fact I, this has happened several times now where someone has taken durian seeds. You know what? You know what I think you need to do? Copyright it? No, I think you need to confront them. Oh. <laughs> So like I come from the age on the internet where like I think of myself as someone who is very authentic on my Tumblr days. Like I was very open about being depressed and like having issues and like problems and stuff, right? So like I garnered positive attention through that and I've kind of built in a brand for myself. Nowadays I see people on social media clout chasing and like being inauthentic to try to get people to like them and it bothers me so much like i i hate it it's just (laughs) i don't understand why you feel the need to be someone that you're not in order to get attention because you're not they might not like you for who you are if you're putting out a fake image of yourself (sighs) and and, you know what i mean and and what what sparred this this uh this this is a feeling like we saw no not that no not that so like, yeah, I'm just tired of people being inauthentic on the internet. I don't see why you need to like fake things just to get attention. And you're saying this because we recently, we, both of us saw something where you were very on the side of, oh, this is such a fake flex. This is such cloud chasing. Whereas I was yeah. like, no, just let him live. Like, I don't like you, you, you brought up a point to me. I was like, I don't see it like that at all. Like, I never considered it like that because regardless of what he posts, people are still going to respond to the story. Yes, but I mean, when you put it in that light, it's bound to make them look better. I think I also come from the school of thought that like, if you overly glamorize your life, you're probably not making yourself any happier because what you want to put out there isn't connecting with what you actually are feeling. And that leads to, and that also leads to other people thinking that like, this is how life should be. And this is how glamorous life should be. Whereas like, no, just put your shit out there. Well, I mean, that's what Instagram is these days, right? It's like, I remember a time when Instagram was about <laughs> like, like literally taking, like everyone had a bad filter. Of yeah, like, like how many filters you can slap on it and be like, hashtag no filter, <laughs> like even oh. frames. Um, and then it was like photography for a while and like photography of like objects, yeah. and environment, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever. Now it's like everyone's a model, right? Well, everyone has these Instagram photo shoots and I mean, I'm guilty of it. Like, that clout. They're trying to, yeah, I mean, but that's the thing, though, is like, and I think maybe because you and I differ on this, because you grew up I, just a little bit after internet became a thing. 
I was in LA, like in in the early days of Instagram and Facebook mm-hmm. and whatever, right? No, not Facebook, but like back when I lived in LA, Facebook was still very much a thing. And I had I had a friend who, you know, <laughs> he would send me a picture and a caption and say, "Hey, can you post this on my Facebook wall?" Because what? because he was trying to get the attention of a boy, so he wanted me to post something on his wall. And <laughs> I and rolled my eyes. I know people can't see, but I rolled my eyes. I. I think I grew up in the point in time where like I was one of the people who was affected online by seeing people overly glamorize how good their life looked. Right? I don't think you grew up with that as much. Why? Why what makes you say that? Cuz you're old. <laughs> My god. I think it negatively affects a lot of people, but I don't think a lot of people are aware of why they feel so bad about themselves sometimes. Mm. Right, like I don't think people always think about the fact that, like, oh yeah, social media really isn't necessarily good for how I view myself. I've, to be fair, you say that I'm on Instagram a lot, but I don't go through my feed as much. I use it to keep some kind of usual, like, keep in contact with some people. But like overall, I don't. I use it to maybe look at cute guys, and that's it. Like, even then, that's like you know, the not the best thing to do on the internet. But like, I try to avoid that side of clout chasers and influencers and stuff now what (laughs) you literally follow so many of those people literally your entire feed on twitter and instagram are like gay asian guys like i don't think there's anything through my feed to see them that's what i'm trying to say posted on their stories too so like i don't see what's so different from that and then our friends doing it at the end of the day we just all want validation and some people are just they're a lot more upfront about it like who am i to to judge them and say Telling them that they should seek validation from from within. That's why I'm saying it. Because I'm the mean one, apparently. But it's but it's also like not taking into into account like our pasts and like our upbringings. Going back to what we talked about earlier, like some of us were not raised with the kind of love and validation that we needed when we were young, and maybe that's why we are the way we are now. And especially for gay Asians, because you know, for a lot of us, there is that cultural element of our parents not being loving or supportive and you know, maybe they don't know how in addition to the whole being in the closet thing. But I was going to say agree to disagree, but I mean like I don't fully disagree. So I'm not going to say that. (laughs) I hate that your knee jerk reaction is agree to disagree. Even when you don't disagree, this one really surprised me because you follow so many cloud chasers that I think there's a difference between validation in that sense and the validation of cloud chasing. Okay. There's like a fine line somewhere that I for some reason I see and like I notice at the end of the day, I'm not going out there confronting people. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, maybe you should. Um, And it comes circle. (laughs) It comes full circle. Should we confront our friend then? (laughs) No, not that. I do. I do agree with you though. Like I obviously agree with you that like authenticity is a good thing. Yeah. Like I think that's what initially attracted us, to, like brought us yeah. together is that yeah. I think you are a very authentic person, you know, even sometimes though, like too brazenly loud about my opinions, but like that's yeah. But let me tell you about a story of someone who's not authentic at all. And this is okay because he's a stranger. Uh, so <laughs> and he, I don't think he listens to the podcast and I'm not going to like, no one's, no one's going to know who I'm talking about. It's just some random person. So I was recently on Bumble match with this guy and he had on his profile that he's only looking for friendships or friends or friendships or relationships like no absolutely no hookups like 
don't even waste his time. Like very, very strong wording. Uh-huh. And then he said, hi, like, what are you up to this weekend? And I joked, you know, having read his profile, I thought it was obvious that it was a joke, but I said, having fun with you. And then he said, sure, when and where? Wait, you said that? I said, having fun with you. Yeah, I said, having fun with when you. When do you ever... Even when you make jokes, you don't ever make jokes that direct. What? Yeah. What? I've up my I've up my dating app game. <laughs> I don't know. So then he said, "Okay, I wasn't keyed into this conversation because I never heard about this." So then he said, "Sure, when and where?" I was like, "Um, what? I thought you said no fun." And then he said, "Oh, but perhaps I can make you happy." So then, and this is why you need to be authentic. So then, so then we kept going on for a little bit, and I said something along the lines of, so "Like, how are you going to make me happy?" And then he said, "And here's a trigger warning." He used the arsler. He said, "Just rate me." <laughs> oh, you can't say that. I know you can't. That's zero to hundred, real quick. So then I sent him a reply back, and I said, "Rape? What the fuck, dude?" And I waited until he responded with "LOL" before I matched with him. I have a genuine question for you right now, though. Oh, what's up? Do you think it'd be more attractive? Was it more attractive to you that, like, would you have more likely, COVID aside, do you think you're more likely to have maybe met up with him because his profile said friends or relationship? Or would you, do you think that there's less of a chance if he had a description that said into fun? Like, if he was upfront or like fake? Like, if he was upfront oh, about actually wanting how, fun? How, like- how, how is this even a question? It's so unattractive. This is peak sketchiness, shadiness. I'd rather people just be upfront. Like, why put that there if what you want is actually fun? Like, that's so gross. It's because not, it traps nothing people about to it. think that they're a more wholesome person. So, like, maybe they have a higher potential. Do you think there are some people who fall prey to that? For sure, right? Well, if he tried that on me, I'm sure he's tried on other people and I'm sure that it's worked as a tried and true tactic, right? Right, yeah. Yeah. So like, instead of like, if you're on Tinder, just be like, my hole is so tight. And then when you get there, you can like slip a fist in. This is Bumble. Bumble of all places. Bumble is the one, I don't know. Bumble is supposed to be the one where people are a bit more serious. So you think you could have had more luck being authentic about wanting to get like, you know, rammed? Or R word? The other R word? Absolutely. Oh. Just, just say that in your profile. I want to get rammed. I'll be like, hello. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bad, that was a really bad joke. I don't want that joke out there. How do I, how do I make that joke sound actually good? By cutting it out. Throughout this episode, I've reflected that I am kind of mean. How do you feel I, about that? Yeah. I mean, like, am I really mean or am I playful mean? Like, do, does it come from a place of, like, genuine animosity or does it come from, like, playfulness? I don't know. What do you think, Nuri? I think it might be a bit of both. Yeah. I think also, like, being gay gives you kind of the excuse of, like, being a little bit snarkier sometimes. Genuine question. Do you ever think that I pass the line of sassy and I go into bitchy? You? Yes. I don't do as much in front of other people. I've, I've, I see the thing is, is that you're so headstrong that like, even when I call you out on it, you either don't acknowledge it or you think that I'm not being serious. This is, you know, do you know where it comes from? Right. Is that like your meanness is what connected us in the beginning. Because people (laughs) called me mean for years. I I mean, only a few instances where people actually said the word mean, but it was always 
Lee, I love how blunt you are. Or Lee, I love how straightforward you are. That is a half compliment. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) it's like a process of positive reinforcement. Like people will laugh at the mean and ridiculous things I would say. And that would signal my brain to maybe keep going. Say that like, I need to be more that way. And I, I see that happening with you. The things that you say really get laughs out of people. Yeah. And I just, over time, that is like conditions you to believe that like it's okay. But as I've gotten older, you know, I've become softer and I actually give a crap about people's feelings now. That that wasn't always the case. And like I've already told you this a few times now, since becoming friends with you, I've finally felt like what it's like to be on the other side. You're laughing right now. Like no one can hear you laughing, but like on the receiving end of some of the crude and outrageous things that you would say. And how, it's very specifically, how that makes me feel in the moment. Like, that has been one of the most real learning lessons of 2020. Oof. But I will say on this podcast, we're here to, like, uplift people, right? So a lot of the things, like, I'll always ask you, do you want me to edit this out? And, and, and you always say, no, it's true. I'm going to keep, like, keep it in. Well, part of me is like self-editing is an important thing. Like eventually I'll have to learn how to actually self-edit myself without the help of you. So like if I do one day receive backlash for something that I've said on here, maybe that will be a good learning lesson. I mean, to be fair, would that be a lesson better to not learn through having to experience it? Maybe. We have a perfect opportunity here to like listen back to our old episodes and really go over what we say with a tooth comb. Wait, that's not with a fine with a comb. Fine tooth. Comb. With a fine tooth, with a fine tooth comb, and learn and grow and. I've learned more about myself this year in the sense that, like, the people who do genuinely take the time to get to know me, won't necessarily think the same things of someone who. Obviously, that's to be said of anyone, right? Yeah. But the people who genuinely know me wouldn't see that. My meanness is something that comes from a place of bad intent. Yeah. Like, to be fair, a lot of the people that I was friends with in high school, post high school, they all said that they hated me in high school. Yep. Literally, all of them have said, I really didn't like you during high school. But eventually, they came to see who I am. And I think that makes it a little bit stronger of a relationship. And I'll still ghost them if they leave me. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> No, but do, do you know what I mean by that? That's what I mean, though, is that sometimes maybe you being mean and extra places a barrier of entry for some people. To, some people just don't even bother getting to know you. And I know you can come back and say, well, then I don't want to get I don't want to bother getting to know them in the first place. I followed that philosophy for years, too. Is if people don't can't handle me, if the people can't like me for who I am, then why bother? But no, like now this year, knowing what it what it feels like. It, it's truly it's it's different i'm i'm just telling you it's different no i, I get that too i don't want to make mm-hmm. people feel bad sassy funny be extra sure but like yeah. when you get to the point where they're like what the fuck did you just say i don't i don't want that but you'll also know you know that like if if i were to find out that i ever truly hurt someone's feelings i would bend over backwards to fix it yeah people don't and know I that think, though people I, I people know. are not going to give you the benefit of the doubt that's true I think maybe this is also a habit of me trying to form a wall. Like, I don't, like, I don't think I'm the easiest person to be close with. Oh, I, I know. I know I'm not the easiest person to be close with. I think ghost people. I can, 
Yeah, like I think I can give a very good false sense of intimacy with some people, but like I don't think I'm a relatively easy person to like penetrate. Huh? That's also false. <laughs> <laughs> no, like it's hard to get through to who I am. Maybe that's why I like Durian so much. <laughs> <laughs> that's stupid. <laughs> that's the end of that segment. <laughs> But can we just agree that going forward for 2021, let's try to be a little better? We can agree to disagree. (laughs) I think this year in particular, because of COVID, I've had a lot more time to like be by myself. And I think with certain things coming in the next few weeks regarding like where I'm going with my career and stuff, like I think I've learned to be a lot more comfortable with myself, even though I like, you know, have him. But I think I'm able to be a lot more alone and a lot more secluded from people and still be able to persevere. Granted, like, yeah, this year I did have, I got to see you a lot. But like, Sorry. no, don't apologize. No, 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 it's a good thing. But like, I think because of COVID, like, I think I realized that like, ooh, this, okay, we're meant to uplift. But I was going to say, like, I think with some of the people that I don't talk to anymore, I can still pick things up very easily with them because I've also established that I'm very bad at communication with a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Like, even if I were to like, let's say move to Alberta, weird, right? Like, I think I would still not have a problem coming back and being able to rekindle those relationships. Mm-hmm. I think that's a weird thing to learn from 2021. Like COVID has had some positivity into it in terms of like the way I can see myself. That's, that's really interesting. <clears throat> what? Yeah. Let's see if you move to Alberta. <laughs> Alberta. What a weird place. Oh my God. Oh, what a weird place with Calgary. Oh, why Alberta? Yeah, why Alberta? I feel like I've talked too much already. Just quickly. Like what, what did you learn this year that you like confronting? <laughs> well, I we don't learn that you confront people, and I'm here to <laughs> deny you. I, no, that. I think I, I, I think I already talked about a lot of lessons that I learned this year. But I guess I'm really proud of what I was able to accomplish this year. You know, um, in particular, this podcast. You know, it's something that we'll always have and can always look back on, and the connections that I've made because of it, or like you know, friends in LA who listen and talk to me about the content. And the discussions, it's really helped me reconnect with a few people. And I, I really like that. Mm. And I, I, I'm, I'm also just really proud of the fact that I kept it moving this year. You know, after the last four years spent in depression, most of that time, you know, this was supposed to be my year to redeem myself and make up for all that lost time. But because of COVID, obviously, <laughs> couldn't do that. But you but still made the most out of this year. Like, you I still really, moved to a new place. You got a new job. Yep. You had... People yeah. like prospective suitors. <laughs> I think because of what I went through, I, I sort of now see the other side a little bit more clear and I just, I refuse to be still. And that's why I still kept it moving. And it's also been a time of cocooning, right? Like I've been working out, I've been drinking my vegetables almost every day, you know, meditating, reading, like all of the self-care is so that I never have to go back to that dark place. And, you know, also for when everything is open again, I can do even more. Yeah. I think 2021 will be a interesting year. Yeah. Right? 
I think so. We don't what about, what about regrets? I don't think I'm one to dwell on regrets too much. I truly, I truly say that not as like a get away from answer. I don't regret a lot. I think that's one of our biggest fundamental differences. Yeah. But in the, famously, Adele said, regrets and mistakes, they are memories made. Oh. I say I that all this time and you never get that reference. I don't know lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> it's from the song, Someone Like You. Man. Oh. <laughs> I had to play through the lyrics in my head. Regrets and mistakes, there are memories made. Yeah. Do you really have any major regrets this year? I've only had a few major regrets in all of my life that I think have had irreparable <laughs> consequences. Because, you know, some of them you can learn from. Other ones, like, you, you can't recover from some of the deep scars. That, yeah. Oof, let's not get too real. Um, but, you know, I think this year I, I did mess up a few friendships. You know, I like to repair them. Bleep, 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 for instance. Yeah. But it can't just be one-sided, right? Like, he has to demonstrate that they're receptive to it, too. But, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. 2021. <laughs> What's up? Yeah, Dad. Well, I mean, 2021, to be fair, up until last week, I thought I had certain things that I was hoping for. And now with the recent things that are happening in my life as of right now, like, I don't know what to hope or expect anymore. Like, this week has really thrown things Whoa. off onto a tangent. Yeah. And we find out the answer tomorrow. We find out the answer tomorrow, kind of. Yeah. Stay and tuned. then we'll, we'll see the fruits of that <laughs> conversation in like next year. I'm excited. So like, I really you. don't know. I'm I don't excited. know what to expect or what to hope for. I partially do think that hoping for things begets disappointments. I really am just a negative person. Wow. Well, the first step is, is acknowledging. It's better to not have high hopes. Sure. I think that was one of the things that you were very surprised by. Because like earlier this year, there was a part where like my it looked like my hopes were shattered, and I walked away relatively unscathed by that. Well, I didn't ever, I didn't know because I didn't know if you were just hiding your feelings or what. Because no. to me, that was a relatively big thing that happened, yeah. and you just was like, oh, whatever. Yeah, okay. and I think that's partially like like maybe that's also my defense mechanism of like preventing myself from getting too emotionally invested in certain things. Because yeah. like, turned out. Look at the way it turned out for me now, as opposed to like three months ago when we heard that news, right? We don't know. We find out tomorrow. Yeah, we don't know. But like, I mean, I, yeah, I, I mean, it, not to say that you guys should be hopeless. Like, it's good to have like things that you want, but don't let it disable you when things don't come true. I think that's the point I'm trying to get at. You don't have to go to as extreme as I am. <laughs> like, as long as be like Nuri and have no dreams, no hopes, no goals. Nope. Dead <laughs> shit. Piece of shit. Oh my god. No, but like it's true. Like, don't let it disable you. I think that's why I'm so adverse to it. Like, I don't want it to put but me in a situation why? where I can't function outside of that. Oh my god, but why does it have to disable you? I, I have dreams, no, I but have like, hopes, like, I have goals. I make sure that my goals are very attainable. So like this year, I achieved all but one of my goals. Okay, but you're the one who just said you had a lot of regrets. Yeah, of course and I have I'm a lot of regrets. Those regrets have nothing to do with my dreams or hopes. Those are because I mm-hmm. fucked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's good to have hope. <laughs> Don't be like me is the point of this episode. No, really, really, stop. Well, I also want to say that like we have, you know, knock on wood. Oh, where's what? We have a few more months of left of this, of this COVID pandemic. And 
I personally, I don't know about Nuri, but I want to make the most out of it. So because if all goes well, something like this won't happen again for a very long time. Hopefully. Apparently not. Apparently another pandemic is on the rise. No, it's true. It's true. <laughs> Stop it. Like all this freedom, being able to work from home, being stuck at home with nothing to do. I, I want to use this time wisely. I know that sounds so annoying to some people because a lot of people have just been watching Netflix and chilling, which is totally cool. I've been doing some of that too. Like I've watched more Netflix this month than I think I've ever. The Queen's Gambit, y'all. Check it out. It's And if you want to watch something oh, and, and watch Alice in Borderland. I've been using this time and I want to continue to use this time efficiently and, you know, all the projects that I'm working on on the side that I'm not going to talk about because um, like this podcast, like we talked about it for like what a week or two and then we just went in and just started doing it. But I will say, and this is to help keep myself accountable. One of my goals for 2021 is to complete one song and, and travel, you know, miss. Oh yeah. I really miss my family and friends uh, and EDC next year. You're going to come with me, Nuri. I'm going to make you come. Yeah, I'm going to roll. Roll what? Roll, I don't know. What do you roll on? I do want to end this, uh, this segment, this COVID-ish segment with um, saying that, like recently I was on a Facebook group, a subtle Asian networking, and I noticed, you know, there was a post about someone who, I think she was an MBA graduate, um, and she submitted like 700 job applications, and she was rejected from like a super low-paying job. I mean, her story seemed a little far-fetched and a little exaggerated, but a lot of the people in the comments were echoing that, you know, they were also having a very difficult time because the job market has has been absolutely trash. And so to our listeners, if any of you are job searching and want help with your cover letter or resume, you can reach out to me. Like, I'm not very good at a lot of things, but I do have some experience in this area. If you're still in school, though, my first recommendation is still to go to your school's career center because... That should be your first line of defense. But if that's a not an option for you, feel free to reach out to me and uh, I'll see what I can do. And I'm not posting this publicly because I don't have that much time. But I figured it was just like a couple of people and if it's our listeners and then I can help any way that I can. This and is- I want to just say that if you really want to share a dick pic, I'm willing to take it. Oh, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll do it for you. If you really want to show someone, my inbox is open like... I'm not doing this for everyone. I'm not going to post it as well. But like, just to the listeners out here, like, if you really need to show someone, you can. <laughs> All right, is that um, <laughs> you, you and you you heard it and you hear and you heard it here first. <laughs> what? what was that? And that's that. Wait, and you and you are you trying taglines out? I am. Oh, to end this episode though. I got to point out something really weird that you do. Oh, what did I do? So like when I, Lee recently was at my house making instant noodles for himself and he boils the water, puts the noodle in the water and then turns the heat off and lets it sit there. Uh Uh-huh. Which in my mind is, I've never seen anyone cook noodles that way. That makes no sense. What's wrong with it? When the noodles are done, do they taste good or not? Were they, they perfectly taste- chewy and not at all like overcooked? Okay, but you can also accomplish that without doing it the weird way that you do it. It's not weird. It literally says on a package, put it in hot water, cover, don't keep the fire on. Does it literally say do not keep the fire on? No. Exactly. It's a <laughs> fucking Chinese to English translation. I think you're just misreading the translation. 
I've, that's how I've made it since I was little. I mean, they're not, it's not the Korean ramen where you have to boil it. Like on the Korean packages, it actually says boiling ramen. In Chinese, it's like 煮面, which means Is that a thing? Ramen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it means so like, like you, you're supposed to cook it. Like you're supposed to boil it for 40, four and a half minutes to five minutes. So like the way I normally cook my noodles, noodles is that like I boil water, throw the noodles in, take the noodles out, drain the water, and then I reboil water. Which I also think is like extra. No, but like you're supposed to do that because you're wa- you're washing off all the oils that they use to preserve the noodles. Like it's not that new- instant noodles are healthy for you, but it's better for you to eat it that way. Well, I don't think it really makes a difference because I don't drink the broth anyway. No, but you're still eating it with... <laughs> okay, no, you know what? You made another point. This is like the equivalent of like my milk and cereal thing all over again. Yeah, maybe we should do another poll that no one's going to vote on. <laughs> no, but who won? Who won? I did. Who won that one? I did. Are you sure? Yes. Okay, but also to be fair, I've had two people convert afterwards saying that, that they tried true. my method and they liked it. That is true. That is true. I'll give you that. And that's on that. Um, oh, are we, are we done? Yeah. Happy New Year, everyone. Yes, Merry happy. Christmas and Happy New Year. Hi, Alex. No, no, no. Go back. I'll see you outside. Go. Um, this is going to be Merry another holiday. long episode. Merry holidays. Merry holidays. Merry Hollandaise. Merry Hollandaise. Ooh, I love Hollandaise sauce. Um, send Nuri nudes. He wants nudes. I, I keep every year during Christmas time, yeah. instead of saying, Sing dan kuai le. Sing dan kuai le. I see. <laughs> I right. say, wait, sing dan kuai le. That's not right. How do you say it? Sung dan. Instead of saying I say Sirifila. Like a hybrid of happy birthday and Merry Christmas. Yeah. Literally every year I'll like to customers, I'll be like, oh Sirifila. Oh, you know what? I've always wanted to speak Chinese on this podcast. And I've always say to you every episode, I'm like, hey, we should speak Chinese. Famously, I've spoken more Chinese than you in this you podcast. Have. Oh god, that's awful. Oop. Wow. Oop. Let我们我们说中文吧，我们是。我们我们可以做一个full episode，只有讲中文啊。不可以，我的中文不好。我我什么不好？我的中文是你的first language。我知道是我的first language，但是我觉得我我这这么多年没有，我根本就没有人会说